Hi, and welcome to Pineapple Reels. I'm your host, Nia. And on today's episode, I'll be covering Awake, which came out in 2021 and is available via Netflix. So stay tuned. The plot summary for Awake is as follows. After a devastating global event wiped out all electronics and eliminated people's ability to sleep, a former soldier may have found a solution with her daughter. Hello, Chris. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Sounds great. So we are here to talk about the film Awake that we watched together uh, in general with no spoilers. What did you think? Give me what you thought about it, a rating, and why you are giving it that rating. I'm going to have to give it... I want to give it a five because the concept... I thought was great. Uh, it's been I, the concept in your own words. Okay, so the concept was essentially uh, what would happen to society if all of a sudden everybody couldn't sleep. Okay. Is, is that is that a pretty good uh, uh, assessment? I may have worded differently, but that's how you word it. And it it was just a little bit. It was a little bit long, and it felt like they kind of copped out, and they didn't have too much of a good idea how they wanted to wrap it up, you know? I can agree with you on that. So, for me, I think I would give it a five, or maybe even a four, mainly because of there were so many plot holes in the in the movie for me um, that could have easily been written better or caught while filming. Um, I feel like they had great actors, but didn't know how to utilize them. So you have Jennifer Jason Leigh and you have Gina Rodriguez. And I feel like they, those are um, two very good actresses. And I don't feel like they were utilized in the best way. I've seen both of them in the film they were in together, Annihilation. And that was really good in my opinion in comparing it to this and then in them and other films or tv shows you know good performances so i don't my problem wasn't the actors my problem was the writing and the plot itself is as if the writers kind of lost their way throughout the like as they were writing the film you know it's like they they had like a solid idea what would happen is something happened and people couldn't uh, go to sleep you know how awesome would that be at first and like what's the shitty side of it what's the downside of it how would that affect our immediate society like our community how would that affect our immediate community or society as a whole um I like they try to kind of explain some stuff you know they explained it in a decent way um but again it was more so the plot holes that got me I think they're just like we're gonna get some of these other characters in here. We we had other characters. They were kind of important. Well, okay. So for me, I don't know how you you felt, but for me, like Gina Rodriguez's character, since uh, called Jill, since she's the lead, we should know her backstory in its entirety 
by the end of the film, right? Or at least 90% of it. And it's like they would give us some of it, but they wouldn't finish it. So we know she was a soldier, but for some reason is no longer in the military. We don't know if she actually, you know, uh, did her time and technically she's a, a retired veteran. Did she get an honorable discharge? Was it a dishonorable discharge or a less than honorable discharge? Um, we know that they had that she was married and they had two kids. What happened to the husband? We know he passed. We don't really get more detail than that. Um, we know that something happened with her. I think that they, I think they said it was pills, and that's when she lost her kids. And her uh, mother-in-law has custody of the kids, and the mother-in-law doesn't really care for her that much. Kind of not like she's rude to her, but she's kind of short with her. But you know, like a flashback scene to how she was when she was on drugs would make would would be great. Would have been all the difference. I think that's how you give a development of a story of like, I want to empathize with this character, right? I, the only reason why I was engaged in the character of Jill is, is because I like the actress, Gina, the actress Gina Rodriguez. If I didn't like her and she was an actress I didn't know of or wasn't that fond of. I think the story for me would have fell short and I wouldn't have watched it as long as I did. I would have stopped it. And this movie's only about an hour and a half and it feels like it's two and a half hours. There are parts where I paused it and I was like, wow, like I still have somewhere to go. There there were five minute parts that I thought felt like 20 minutes. Yeah, like some of the speeches were, like the preacher's speech was drawn out. Um, some of the characters in there was like, mm, this character is not really needed. Yeah, I, I wish I got a lot more. Uh, I wish I had gotten a couple more scenes like engagements with some of the, the non-sleeping people on the streets, you know? Yeah. And and that would have been really cool. For their insight? Yeah. I think I, they... But I guess everybody wants more of that in a movie. And this know? was the, the person who made it. This was their... Was this uh, Joseph and Mark Rosso? Like, this is their version of how they want to do this. Like, I know that the doctor at the beginning, he's a doctor, right? Doctor, scientist, doctor um, Dr. of Man. psychology. And he was talking about, like, what happens to the brain when it's deprived of sleep. At what happens after a day or two or three. But after day three, that's when it starts getting more serious. And the brain will start to hallucinate. You're taking micro naps. Um, your behavior may change and we see that in the film but I feel like we didn't really get to understand those particular characters or why their mind went that went so extreme and so far um getting to some spoilers here I did like how when they whenever they finally went to the base and she was like what like why like you know the realization that these people are somewhat more coherent and their mind was more there was because they had found some solution that if you take, it could keep you awake and keep your mind your mind more intact so you don't, you know, go crazy. There were certain parts of that movie that were like, Blitzkrieg, let's go now. You know, like, we are moving now. Keep up with us. And then there were parts of it where it's like, hey, this is happening. And I don't know where we're going to be after. And I was like, yo, hold up. Wait, I get it. We're all tired. We're all sleepy. Which is a very hard thing to translate on screen. The effect of not having sleep. Because it's a visual medium of which 
we will be confused watching. I think they did a good job of portraying it. But they did a good job of portraying it. The characters, the run-ins, the situations, the conflict, I like that. And even the, uh, even some of the scenes that were, were nail-biting where you're like, alright, well, how is sleep going to play a factor into this? Duh. People aren't paying attention. You're like, oh, wow. And people are on edge. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, one of those first examples of not paying attention is when they're in the library and Jill is teaching Matilda how to shoot a gun in case, you know, she dies and Matilda's all alone and they almost hit Noah because in the library and Jill freaks out. No, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in the car. He's like, what? I I told you I was going to go do whatever he had said. And she was in such shock of, you know, I think she was thinking, one, I know I told you to be in the car. Or two, wait, did I tell him to be in the car? How could I have not have seen or heard my son and her crying of, you know, oh my God, I could have killed my own child. And that shows the more serious side of sleep deprivation. I love Noah's reaction. Because it's so calm. Yeah, because it's a it's with somebody who is just like super tired, who has been through some weird situations. Would have would have would have responded. It's like, did you just shoot at me? Hey, okay, just don't shoot at me again, okay? Yeah, it was very calm. <laughs> just like 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 you're saying, like if you're sleeping, and someone I don't know, they make a loud noise, you might wake up and say, hey, can you like you know chill out and you go back to sleep because you're kind of still you're not right in your right mind and in the morning when the when they ask you about it or say oh hey i'm sorry for the noise i made they're gonna be like what are you talking about because it was not they weren't coherent truly at the time they're like half they're literally just half awake you know so for me uh, funny enough that this movie is called awake but i found myself literally getting sleepy because i was just thinking okay so i have questions so my the first few questions, like I said, was about Gina's character and her husband. And I also had questions about when they got in the car accident in the beginning. It was Jill, Noah, and Matilda in the car. And Jill helped both Noah and Matilda get out. And they seemed to be like the car hit the middle of this river or lake. And when Noah and Matilda when Noah and Jill are at the finally get to the top. They break to the surface and they're looking for Matilda and they see that she's in the grass next to this river or lake and there's these their uh sheriffs are with her and they're giving her CPR. It's like how did she get that fast that far? We know she was a shot out. We know she actually hit water with them. And the sheriff's clothes are completely they're bone dry. As is Matilda's clothes. Matilda is dry, the sheriffs are dry, and Jill when she actually reaches Matilda her hair is damp, but her clothes are wet. I have an issue with continuity in films, and it really bothers me because it's usually a person who this is their job is continuity of okay, the scene is we're in the swimming pool, so everybody should be wet, right? So you make sure of that. And it was something so simple, and it didn't. And it would have made sense if it was like some kind of trick for the audience to make you feel like you're sleep deprived. But that would have worked deeper into the film if it was like they already know what's going on and they get in the car accident and it's like, whoa, where's Matilda? Cut to she's she's out of the water. Wait, ha- she's out of the water. How long has she been in the water? Like It would have made more sense. 
yeah. but it, it didn't. So that's what I'm saying when it's like plot holes are kind of choppy. It wasn't a like a flow. And for me as a for 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 a viewer, I feel like that can be very um confusing, you know. Some people maybe just went over their heads, whatever, but that was an issue for me. It was just a very it had some very decent actors. And I mean some very decent actors. But uh, there are also some characters where if they just left the screen after they said they were going to leave the screen, then their part would have meant more to me. Like uh, the the black guy prisoner. Yeah. If they just let him kind of leave the scene. He didn't seem to show a significant per- Actually, his him being there didn't shit didn't do anything technically. I mean, I thought they're gonna be like, oh, he got the shot. This is what happened, you know. But no, if something happened and he proved and he was there and he uh helped them fight something off, and I'm not gonna count those people at that little board makeshift border, and he was you know in the backseat fighting too. I think the same thing would have happened. Matilda probably would have got grabbed quicker, obviously, but that's about it. Um, but I feel like you're going to introduce a character like that and have them with the family. Make it where that character's there for a reason. He tells or shows no or Matilda something very important. And let's say his character dies or he ventures off on his own. Then later on, let's cut to 30 minutes later, Noah's like, wait, what did he tell me to do? And he's doing what the guy told him. And his mom later's like, oh my God, that, that helped save our lives. How did you know that? And he says, oh, that guy told me that we were with earlier. And it's a life-saving thing. That would make sense. But, you know, maybe I'm looking for a logic they, that a script didn't have the they logic. They literally put him in there to say, burn the books. And that was it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of that. But, like I said... I truly thought they could have had a better movie if, even even if Noah came back, maybe like. What do you mean if Noah came back? Like say at the end, whenever. Uh, spoilers, everybody. I'll put a spoiler alert to begin. To begin, he has to say spoiler alert. But. Noah comes back, and their mom is dying. Maybe just say that Noah cut it close and then let her die and say that kids can live through this or something. I don't know. Her also living and then them giving her a big Jesus moment was kind of like, cool, bro. But you understand why they did that. Yeah. And then like, the, on Netflix, the they like, changed way. the picture of the actual video. And now it's like yeah. actually the it's ending the as the title. It's so okay, weird. So let's, let's back this up a little bit. So, there is a point, well, in the film, it's about how these people realize that they're not able to sleep anymore. But for some reason, young Matilda is able to sleep um, whenever she wants to. And it's like, oh, you know, how, why is this girl so special? Why is she chosen? Turns out, Matilda's not the only one. There's also an elderly lady who cannot sleep either. At first, I thought it was an age thing. She's so young. It must be maybe just because of her age. Well, like I said, there's this older lady who she can sleep as well. Well, they were able to take her to the lab and they're running all these tests on her, trying to figure out, hey, like, what makes you tick? What makes you so special and different? And it turns out the thing that made, because she, the, what the old lady say? Oh, I, she was, uh, she had cancer and she was in chemo. Yeah. And she's supposed to pass away, like, fairly soon. She was like, yeah, I'm not I don't know, it was like four months, or, four months or something like that. And 
I feel... Oh my goodness, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, okay. I'm explaining why. Sorry, I'm kind of sleepy right now to be honest. It's like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's so late. Um, but yeah, the old lady says that she's able, she's able to sleep as well too. So the fact that she said that she wasn't supposed to be there, she's supposed to be dead... Um, they realize, oh, okay, the reason why Matilda is able to sleep is because when they were in the car accident and they hit that water, Matilda actually drowned. And when they did the CPR, they brought her back to life. They restarted her heart, but she was dead for a moment and they brought her back to life. Much, But we don't realize that connection. And yeah. no one knows that connection until this last scene or two. Noah gets electrocuted when he's trying to fix something. He's so sleepy, doesn't realize he's doing something wrong. Gets electrocuted, and they use a defibrillator to revive him, and he's alive now. So they realize, oh, okay, if someone actually dies and we're able to restart their heart, get them breathing again, their heart beating again, they'll they'll be able to sleep. So the mother had died. I don't remember how she died, but the mother had died. And they take they take Jill's body, and they're like, you know, we gotta, we gotta. She didn't die. She was hurt. My bad. She, yeah, she didn't die. She was hurt. And they took her, and they're like, hey, we know how to make this all right. And so they took her body to the water, and yeah. they and they drowned their mom. And it's just, it's not funny. It's not funny. Like, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? It was very odd. Like I understand that it was part of the, the the story and how they wrote the script, but can you imagine writing a script and you say, "Yeah," and then Noah and Matilda take their mother to the water and drown her to save her life. Come very on. very weird, very morbid. But they take her to the water. They hold her body underwater, and there's like a camera view of what what Jill's seeing, and it's like. You're seeing your children, who you thought were loving, kill you. And it, obviously, you understand what it's for. But still, oh, and it's it, very it weird. It beautiful and peaceful on the kids' side. It did side. not look beautiful. On the, the kids' kid, side. The kids are crying. No, no, no. I mean, like, whenever they're looking at the water, it's so relatively calmer than the point of view that they give from her. And you are like, whoa, this is not... They look like they are doing her in, bro. It's calm, though. Like, let's be honest. If someone's trying to drown, you're not just gonna, you know, go softly in the night. You're gonna be flailing because your body's going to naturally reject it. And and the whole thing is, they're like, we gotta, we gotta do it and then save her from the grips to death. And I'm like... Yeah, they revive their mom. No. They pull her mom out the water. They revive her. She breathes. And then the movie ends. And it was just like... No. <laughs> so what, there's like eight to ten minutes of credits, right? We fast forward through all the credits. We're like, oh shit, like that's it. Are, are we that's not it. gonna... Can we, are, can we see something about them telling other people... To that's do, what you're supposed to but, assume. Whenever a movie ends a certain kind of way, that's like, hey... Audience member, you figure out how this thing ends. We're too lazy to make an ending, or this is how we think it should end. You'll understand it. And that doesn't transition to every film. And because you already have a script with these freaking plot holes, and you're not, and if you have a script of plot holes and you're not able to, for a reason, write it, and, ha- and whether it's in dialogue, whatever, you put context clues somewhere else. You know, you may have had someone on the radio that says, 
hey, uh, this person, they can sleep. They would have multiple reports on the radios, right, of other people waking up. There would have to be other people that realizes at some point in time, you would think, and that's not what happened. So, again, the reason why this, and this is why this, this podcast is going to be so short, because Awake doesn't deserve the super in-depth breakdown. There's not a whole bunch of symbolism in the film, so we're gonna do, we don't got to do all that kind of crap. Our favorite our favorite part of the film is not even like a, it has no difference in the, in the <laughs> plot or development of the movie or any characters. And our favorite line comes from, um, what's his name? He plays a character called Clarence, one of the inmates, and his name is Sebastian Piggott. And he's it's a scene where they're outside the library and Jill it's Jill and Noah outside the library and they're running back to the car because Matilda had disappeared. She ended up going to the car to take a nap. And while they're outside, they realize all these inmates are have gotten loose and they wandered over in that area. And one of the guys tells her, Oh, you know, like let me you know, I'll let you go, don't worry, you don't gotta be scared of me. Just let me have the boy motioning towards Noah and the mom she steps in front of Noah like no you can't have him and she points a gun at them and she shoots a warning shot right at Clarence's foot like right next to it and he jumps back as well as all the other inmates and then she realizes that was only bullets she had left because obviously she's sleep deprived and doesn't realize what she just did and how many bullets she just had in it and they realize oh shit there's no more bullets she's out of bullets and so he tells her (laughs) <laughs> just give me just give me Noah and then her and Noah end up running and he says yeah no, run Noah you little bitch no wait 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 first first she says Noah run yeah yeah Noah run pretty little bitch <laughs> oh my goodness he as a character just has a way of saying something from Hey, hey, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Scared <laughs> bitch. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Either that man has two different personalities or he's been in the pen. Or he starred in porn. He's an actor. Yeah. He's a an damn actor. good one. And that man needs more roles. Well, I don't see more. He he's I looked at his uh filmography on IMDB. He has a lot of a lot of credits. But you know like there are a lot of people that they're uh, usually like either like side characters or friend characters and they don't blow up till later. Like look at Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper was always like the best friend in a movie, right? right. And then all of a sudden when like Hangover came out, people were like, "Ooh, who's this guy?" His hair grew a little, like a, like what two or three more inches, and all of a sudden people are like, "Who's this guy?" And they started paying attention, and they realized, "Oh, we've seen him before in other roles, just like Chris Pratt." It wasn't until Chris Pratt, like people knew him somewhat, but when he, you know, shed some pounds and got ripped and was in a Marvel movie, people were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who's this guy? Who's this guy over here?" Yeah, it's like it's Chris Pratt. I don't know who Chris Pratt is. He's 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 been out for a minute. So like the same, I think the same thing will happen, and that's that's like one of the gems of you know um, films is you'll have someone who's a side character, and a line can just stand out to somebody so much, and that person could be a casting director or a writer or a director, someone that knows someone or can add someone to their own film, and they'll suggest that person, and now that person has an opportunity. Um, so I always like to go back in, in someone's filmography and see a small role they were in the beginning to see, like, where they're at right now. I always think it's pretty cool. Like, I think Brad Pitt's first role, he was a pizza guy. 
I think his pizza guy had no had no lines. And he went from that. And I think from that, he got... Was that in Thelma Louise? Or after that, he got Thelma Louise. It's one of the two. I don't remember. It's one of the two. Um, I haven't seen Thelma Louise in a minute. But back to Awake. Because um, we can wrap this up pretty quickly. I just... I liked the original idea of it, a world where, not a world, but something happens. They don't know what at first happens, but no one can go to sleep. I thought that was pretty cool. They didn't talk enough about what had happened when they realized what had happened and what was causing it. And I would have liked a deeper explanation or visual showing of the ending you know, of it just being a little more stretched out. Sometimes these films, especially like indie films, they'll, and I'm not calling it like an indie film, but sometimes these films, they'll have an ending that's not complete, you know, where it's like, you just need this kind of film, it needed to have a complete ending that wasn't a good ending, her quote unquote resurrection or whatever, that wasn't a good enough no. ending for me, in my opinion. It seemed, it seemed like the writers were like, all right, yeah, that's it. I don't got no more in the tank. You you done? Yeah, I'm done. And and that was it. We're gonna pull a Jesus scene. Yeah, right out, boys. That's like a like a cap a cop out, I feel it's like. such a cop out. They they do that in a lot of films or shows. They don't have an answer. They try to pull some thing out of the Bible and it's just like yeah, I get what you're trying to do, but also it doesn't work here, man. If you're gonna use this, you'd have to constantly be showing me different things that are biblical besides the two church scenes that were there that technically were in the same time period. Yeah, you gotta give some Constantine type shit, some Matrix type shit, some Keanu Reeves type shit, you know. You know, whenever, I don't think Cinema Sins has covered this yet, but whenever Cinema Sins covers this film, I would love to see how many tallies he has on the sin counter because I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of the highest that he's done in, in, in a while. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So do you have any closing remarks for this film before we close out? Well, uh, thank you for stopping in and listening. Uh, my <laughs> YouTube channel is Slinky the Count, if you're ever interested. My Reddit is Slinkoco. As, uh, I mean, Slink Hat and my Instagram is Slink Coco. Is I always get those two mixed up. The, the, wow. the internet places that I reside. You gotta be like me and Manicure are getting the same name. It, it, no, it's my personal Instagram and my Twitter are the same name. Technically, my Facebook too. But I leave it all the same. That way, it's, it's you know it's me. I don't have to forget about it or have multiple. And then my Instagram for this is obviously different, but whatever. You know, it'd be smarter. Uh, it's you just... can change it. Oh, you can't change it because now you have a fan base. Yeah. yeah we're See, that's established. the thing. When you get this, a fan base, you can't change your stuff anymore. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Pineapple Reels. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, that'll be at Pineapple Reels. And if you'd like to give me a suggestion or a comment, you can do so um, via email, pineapplereels at gmail.com. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a rating and leave a comment if you 
so please next up on pineapple reels i'll be covering kajillionaire which came out last year in 2020 starring evan rachel wood and gina rodriguez stay tuned